0: Hello and welcome to Our Library's Blathering, a podcast where two thirty-somethings discuss the music we found and loved growing up. My name is Keith Macleod, and with me is my fellow host, Chris Lavender. Today on Our Library's Blathering, I'll be taking us through Caliban and The Opposite from Within.
1: Good evening, Keith. How are you doing today?
0: Oh, but, G- guten Nacht. Oh, yes. Guten Nacht, love. Very good. You know?
1: Yeah, for today's topic, yeah.
0: Absolutely. I've probably butchered that pronunciation, but given that we're discussing a German band, I, although I don't know if that's like, is that a goodbye? Is that like, are you wishing someone good night? Or can you say guten Nacht like, as in just like a normal evening?
1: I, I think it's like a good night, like goodbye, good night, is it not?
0: All right, I'll no, see you later, bye. I have
1: no ge- I have no knowledge of German. I, I apologise to anyone in
0: Germany who's listening. Uh, but I think we have some German listeners, so I think we do too. So maybe there'll be drop, drop us in. I as to why we just butchered that and what should be the correct greeting in an evening. But yeah, I'm good, man. How are you?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, we're having a, having a good time. Having a had a a good few couple of weeks now of listening to some straight up fucking 2004 metal, mate. So oh
0: man, I have, I have been. I have gotten everywhere at least thirty seconds faster in the like, in the last week. By listening <laughs> to this this album in the car, I have I have gotten there. Just a little bit quicker. It's a good pace. a little pace. bit quicker than I normally would have. Mm. Definitely, definitely.
1: But uh, yeah, these guys these guys absolutely have some pace in their uh, in the in their sound. I think that I always quite liked how bouncy and sort of I don't know, they they're really heavy, like is it just yeah, me or are totally. they are they just an extremely heavy metal band, like a heavy metal core band?
0: Well let's let's get into that. But first let's welcome the listeners back. If you're our returning listener, thanks very much for coming back to Library Just Blathering. If you're new to the pod, welcome. Was it Caliban that Caliban that brought you in? What what is it about this album that, that made you want to listen to this pod? We're on Instagram, we're on certain socials at AOGB Pod, Twitter as well. I think you're managing that one, Love.
1: Eh, Eh. Occasionally
0: <laughs> That was a dodgy lick uh, We're on Facebook And there's maybe even a couple of early episodes on YouTube Who knows But uh, not looked at that one in a while But yeah Caliban The opposite from within Bouncy Heavy Right One word I would maybe A very 2004 word for me to use here Whether this was a, an international word or, or whether it was an Edinburgh scene word Is fucking jaggy Like this album's jaggy right
1: I get it I get, I get the on at the pier that you're doing on that, but it's yeah. not a phrase I've ever heard outside of
0: you, Edinburgh.
1: <laughs> just not you. a phrase you've
0: ever heard outside of me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Go speak to some of our other friends from Edinburgh. You, I'm sure you'll no, know the word.
1: There was definitely uh one of one of my friends had a, a promotion company called House of Flying Jaggers. Exactly. Thank so you
0: very much. I, I, I'm just just on I the know road. that was so original to the to the central belt of Scotland circa 2004 to
1: 2009. So to me, to jag is to have a hardcore dance or throw down, flail your fists around, kick the sky. Yep. Whatever you're going to do, going to have a good time.
0: And that's maybe not necessarily what people were doing to this music. You know, I don't think the House of Flying Jaggers were looking to book Caliban, do you know what I mean? But like in another sense these the riffs are on this album can get pretty punchy, pretty jaggy pretty pretty out there yeah they're quite intense big thing
1: i think i when I was listening to it on my much shorter walk to work thanks to its pace, I did feel that it was it was one that i you know get halfway through and i like, I don't know if I was quite ready for this and i <laughs> I just have to take a step back and it's not i mean i list i would probably argue that I maybe listened to. Heavy I I think the, the use of the phrase heavy is probably misleading. But I probably listened to the subjective. Much, yeah, I've I've listened to much heavier music, but this is a very dark metal core. Yes. That's a, a fair phrase for it. And I, I, I don't know what it comes down to because it's gonna come up throughout these throughout today's conversation. But to me, I think I said it to you in the text message when when you first asked me, what do you think? And I was like, "It's just it's it's Killswitch Engage,
0: but 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 heavier." It, yeah, no, you're right. It is Killswitch Engage. and, and we're going to discuss a certain Killswitch relationship here. Mm. And I even probably brought this band up during our Killswitch episode that no one has listened to, although someone did. Thanks. Yeah, like, yeah, they're 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 a very metalcore band. But I think during the Killswitch episode, we talked about how there was sort of two branches of metalcore at the time and there was the American wave that was maybe just a little bit cleaner, maybe a little bit more clean cut and a bit more straightforward and it was just, it was heavy, but it was a bit shinier.
1: And it appeared on like movie soundtracks and it managed to get a bit more into the mainstream. So yeah, it
0: it had a polish to it. Exactly. And then for me, you had the European sort of metalcore which kinda came out of sort of a more power metal y sort of phase with your sort of in flames and your Caliban and your I'm gonna talk about them later on, but like your sort of sonic syndicate and your soil work and stuff like that. These were all European like nuclear blast yes. black bands. So
1: that was the the Gothenburg metal. That yep. that was real it was a sound that was honed in you know, you're coming from European, you're looking at your black metal in the nineties you had the, the gothenburg and swedish death metal of the of the mid 90s and it all sort of like came to a point when the two combined in in the early 2000s where you had if you tidied up the the black metal and mm-hmm. you brought in that that polished sort of effect from the american wave that you know mm. your lamb of gods and and kill switches were making and i think caliban are a, a really good
0: example of that they were they, they stood out to me so the first song i heard from caliban was the beloved and the hatred track 1 on this album Ditto. right they had a there there, there was a video for this i can't find it online
1: i remember seeing it too uh, it was on i remember i discovered this band through what I believe was when Metal Injection was just like a, a blog, sort of zine website. Okay. Um, zine or zine? Zine. Zine. Magazine, I guess you could say zine. Sure. There was a few bands. It was like It Dies Today, Caliban, Bleeding Through. Oh, what was the other one? There's one that's on the tip of my tongue and it's it's escaped me. But these were the ones that they all had. The videos used to get published, but this is pre-YouTube.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the videos so were they just... were
0: just uploading... It was just like real-time videos or something. Oh, real, real player. Real, real player, player G2,
1: mate. That was... Oh, quick time. was... Yeah, it was a...
0: Uh, Flash.
1: You just, hit, you just hit play and it worked. I, I'm going to... I might have to see if I can do a wee search for that because I never thought to look it out. I thought you would have... I just assumed it would be on YouTube.
0: Well, it's, it's not on YouTube. And if one thing I've found while trying to look into this album and look a little bit more into this band is not a lot of information... Out there on them.
1: Hmm. So I've literally just typed it into a search engine and found it on Vimeo.
0: You found what the, uh, the song sort and the hatred, yeah. The, the the original video. Yes, that's impressive. Although, or else my uh, my uh, Google Google-ness, Google skills are shit. But so what I'm trying to say is that there's a not a lot on this band, and not a lot, on, and there's almost nothing on this album. Caliban have released twelve studio albums. They've been active since 1997 and they've released 12 albums across Roadrunner and Century Media. Like, obviously Roadrunner, we've established quite a big label. Century Media, not a small label either. I just don't... There just doesn't I seem to be a... I, 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 what am I trying to say here? And I, I thought this band would have a bigger fan base, to be honest.
1: Well, you missed one label because they were on Life Force initially, which is yeah. a German label. And interestingly... One of the bands that is on Life Force, you may have heard of, from Scotland, okay. from Glasgow, Man Must Die.
0: I don't think I have heard of Man Must Die. To be fair, I thought you were about to say uh... Mended. Yeah, no, Mended. No, uh, they're,
1: they're they're a story for another day. Um, Sorry,
0: no 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 offense, Mended. Didn't didn't mean to laugh there.
1: But no, they they were there were a Glasgow uh, metal band that that actually. Kind of, you know, did all right for themselves. Uh, they, they carried on and, and, and forged through. But they started Life Force, which is a German label. And then they went to Roadrunner, which. Huh, mixed feelings on Roadrunner now, after starting the podcast, to be honest.
0: Oh, yeah, sure, now. But they released Opposite from Within, Undying Darkness, and The Awakening on Roadrunner. So. The Awakening is interesting because we, I think we touched on it at the end of last week's episode. It's not on Spotify. I couldn't find it on any streaming service and there seems to be articles sort of backdating to the, the, not all of Caliban's music essentially, the, the earlier stuff was on streaming music.
1: I was really trying to look for the split programme. So they did two splits with Heaven Shall Burn and mm. Split program two was effectively the one that came out in between the opposite from within, and undying darkness. Right, and I think it's, the song's called the revenge, and it is one of the best Caliban songs that they ever recorded. I
0: don't think I know it. I, don't, I didn't get too much into the splits, to be honest.
1: But again, it's something that's missing, and I, I definitely had a copy of it. Like a, a I definitely downloaded an MP three of it but I've lost it. So I always remember it being exceptionally good to hear, but it also introduced me to Heaven Shall Burn. Okay. Uh, another German metalcore band, probably closer to At The Gates and sort of early in Flames than than Caliban were. But again, just, just showing how varied the metalcore scene could be.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I think just to finish off on the awakening, actually, the so the awakening is titled as Roadrunner, but I think it was Roadrunner in the US and Century Media everywhere else. So the 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 thing I've sort of found online that is an interesting conversation is in 2011, Century Media pulled all their artists off of Spotify, stating that the platform wasn't wasn't viable yet. They weren't they weren't seeing a return on Spotify in 2011. I don't know if artists are seeing a return on Spotify in 2022, but they essentially pulled all their artists off because they were like, everywhere Spotify is in every country, Spotify, physical sales are dying. Like they're dropping off completely. People are just paying Spotify and we're not seeing the money come back off of that. So we've, we're pulling our, our music off of it. 2012, they reversed that and they went, started putting their, their artists back on. But I've not found a definitive reason as to why. But The Awakening, being one of Caliban's best albums, isn't on Spotify. That's bizarre. Really, really bizarre. You'd think, I don't know. I, I think
1: Spotify's got a, its its own problems. Running basically a literal jukebox with yeah, a, an, an unlimited yeah, yeah. jukebox isn't isn't clearly doing them any favors. I think an interesting piece I've seen is like the difference between spotify and netflix netflix isn't a repository of every single movie that's ever been made it's yeah things come and go it's a handcrafted selection imagine they did that with spotify there'd be outrage it would collapse they've 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 painted themselves into a corner of people expect everything and the moment that something's missing like the awakening by caliban or the splits You've, you know, you start to think about it, like, where are these songs? Who's holding them? Why haven't they been
0: released? Well, we've even seen it in recent years where the first sort of big band that came to Spotify recently, to my memory, is Tool.
1: Yes, they made a big deal about them releasing their songs. On, uh, I mean, what, Tool have
0: only been on Spotify for two, three years?
1: It was before the release. It was like about a, a, was it a year or a few months before the release of Fear and Oculum? They they made a point of getting them all out there, and let's find out. It was quite interesting because if if like me you'd acquired your tool through various download mediums, <laughs> uh, the volumes were all over the place. the The quality was iffy, oh, yeah. um, to say the least. I think I had a version of sober or undertow, and it, it may as well have been recorded. On a dictaphone next to a radio.
0: Uh, you mean you didn't uh, you didn't listen to Tool when they came onto the streaming services in two thousand and eighteen on Tidal, your favourite streaming service. Oh, don't want to talk about Title. <laughs> it's a podcast. You have to talk about Title. Tidal,
1: well, <laughs> Tidal, the world's biggest fucking con. Yeah,
0: yeah, that you enjoyed <laughs> no, for no. a brief while. Because for a very for a very brief time, because you got a free trial. I got
1: a free trial, and I was like, oh, man, this isn't bad. It's a good app. App is. I've I've experienced. I've now experienced the four. I've experienced four different streaming. Five, sorry, six. <laughs> there are six. Any more? Any more? In I'm there? just thinking. I'm actually adding to them. So I've tried Amazon's
0: right. Shy. Okay. I've tried. I mean, what? Just just the app or like the, the music experience? The the app experience. All right. So we're we're rating apps here,
1: and that's what it's come down because the, the selection is largely the same. Yeah. Amazon's app is crap because it's it's got no like spotify connect type thing so if i wanted to stream it to a chromecast it doesn't do it another one i tried that's probably the smallest of the lot of them is called cobuzz never heard of it the best looking and most responsive app of the lot of them but also the smallest library Uh. apple apple music that's it. It's just got me.
0: Yeah, it's a big, mean, big boo from me. Apple gives you U two.
1: Well, they did do that to me. That happened to me. It appeared on my phone, and I had to download and install some dodgy app to remove it. Yeah, I didn't like Apple's because same sort similar story to the Amazon one. It's very um, walled garden when it comes to streaming it off device. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you have to have something that is Apple. AirPlay compatible.
0: Yeah. Well, that's Apple to a T isn't it? it.
1: Oh, to, to a T. Absolutely to a T. And the annoying thing with Apple is they, they give you lossless audio, but you can only listen on a device which... So Apple, lossless audio, on an iPhone, which has no headphone jack, yep. streaming over Bluetooth into your Apple AirPods, which only run at a, really, a relatively low-end... Uh, codec you're not getting lossless you'll never get yeah. it. you will never be able to obtain lossless by bluetooth in the current climate of of codecs um but anyway um, so it's essentially it's essentially a flex and a pointless one at that totally totally um what was the other one that i tried deezer again great app one i have been tempted to go back to on multiple occasions because you do get lossless but also it's it and it does have uh, good sort of Chromecast abilities, similar to Spotify, but there are tracks missing.
0: Uh, oh no! I was
1: listening to George Benson did a li- he did a live album.
0: Honestly, I thought you were going to go with George Bush then. I wish no
1: George Benson uh, bluesy sort of funk soul guitarist, and again, just three tracks from an album was on. Yeah, Spotify clearly has the 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 chops to have is the market leader. Yeah, it's the market leader for a reason. Everything is on there. If it's not on Spotify, it's not worth being somewhere. None of those of the, of the ones that I've tried had anything extra. Yeah, and their problem with Tidal is not specifically Tidal. It's something called MQA Master Quality Audio.
0: Oh boy, we are losing people. Yep. I wonder if they're, I wonder if they're just, glazing over here. Just, type, if just like oh, If anyone wants guys, to learn about
1: if anyone wants to learn about MQA, just type in Golden Sound MQA into YouTube I'm, and he does a I'm much loving it. better uh takedown of of that service and that scam
0: that is MQA. But anyway, I assume we're on all of those services except maybe Tidal. We're definitely on Deezer, we're definitely on Apple Music, we're definitely on Amazon. Definitely
1: on Amazon and and of course Spotify. Spotify. Uh, yeah, I think I don't think Cobas
0: and Tidal do podcasts. I mean as we're shitting on the apps, we're saying, hey, we're on those guys as well. But yeah, not nah, totally. But we're definitely on we're definitely on
1: Deezer. That one was an additional one that we picked up from our very first whoever we signed up for the first time had different That's relationships to the one we then moved to by the second episode. Um, the first I don't know behind the curtain here for the, the very when we first started doing the podcast, whichever distributor I don't know what you want to call the whatever service yeah, the host. host host we picked hosting service would only allow us to upload five hours every
0: like ninety days or something. We totally didn't know that until we'd realised and you know we didn't know that when we signed up, and then we started uploading the eps, and then you know I think we got two in, and we were like, oh crap, there's We've got a, there's we've got a limit here. There's
1: a cap here, so we found, yeah. So we found Anchor, which is basically a spinoff from Spotify, and they had different um, relationships with the these streaming services. So we got even more, which is how we're on like eleven platforms or something stupid. Um, so yeah, check us out in all of them.
0: <laughs> but Caliban, yeah, you, were, you touched on something earlier that that was one of my drawing points. Like, I don't think it's fair to. To say these guys are, it's just Kill Switch but heavier. I know that's not what you're stating outright, but it's fair to compare them to Kill Switch. They are a very similar genre of metalcore, etc. But it's something you said about it, them just being like that little bit darker. Yeah. You know, it's that little bit darker, that little bit heavier. This album, 2004, gritty as fuck. Like, it's, I think that's what attracted me to. To the band, like as soon as I heard the blubber and the hatred, I was like, I am in. Where is this going? Right, bit of a weird start, you know, like the like the kombucha, kombucha, kombucha meme of the girl. She's just kind of like, but in reverse. <laughs> do you know what I mean where she's like, mm, is that okay? Mm, no, I don't like it. Where at the you know at the beginning, I'm like, mm, do I like this. Yes, this is fucking awesome. Like as up. that continues, yeah, I think it's I think it's tremendous. And then for the rest of this album, I'm just sold. There's just it's got everything that 2004 Keith loved. It's got riffs for days, beatdowns for days, breakdowns for days, discords for days. The thing double kicks itself into the oblivion. I just love it. I think
1: that the the, the real defining sort of thing gives, gives it that darkness. Might be the thing that is probably one of my least favourite parts of, of the whole band is actually the vocals. The vocals have got a very strained... You use the word gritty. They've got a strange sort of stretch to them, which just—I don't know. Sometimes it works super effectively, and sometimes mm. it's just a little bit too far. It's, it's again, it's, if you think of things going full circle, and it's just if it inches a little bit too far, it just goes too far for me. But it—it's—it definitely gives them a unique sound, which if we go and put in our minds back to two thousand and four. Bands like this were a dime a dozen, yeah. And and this really separated them from from that. I think it's what made them
0: definitely stand out ultimately in the end. Andy durner is the the vocalist, and I, I sort of see what you're saying. I I do like his vocals, but he is very harsh. Yeah, he's got a very brash scream, but he does. It, I think he does a range of like aggressive vocals he's got a straightforward scream there's like a couple of like throat swells and stuff like that in there and like he's got like a really high scream and then he's got like a pretty mean growl as well so like quite a diverse metal screamer if (laughs) if you want to call that i think i I initially when i first heard heard the album i did struggle a little bit with the clean vocals dennis schmidt the guitarist also does the clean vocals i think he relied a little bit on autotune
1: yeah it's it sounds a bit polished or processed in some way more than the
0: rest of the album.
1: Yeah, you could tell something's there, Uh completely fine um and workable. But yeah, it's I, th- I think it, it 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 added to that whole sort of dual vocals thing, which was sort of the style at the time.
0: Yeah, of, of that, and because you compare them to, to, to maybe the, the the forerunners of this, not the forerunners, but. The guys who were big at this time and it is we will, we'll come back to kill switch a lot but Jesse was doing the clean or at Jesse and Howard mm-hmm. were doing the clean and the scream at the same time but these guys were have got far more of a range in that you know the screamer didn't then have to do a clean verse yeah that guy just screamed and can put everything into the scream and then you've got a completely different person and a completely different throat to do the uh, to do the verses uh, Sorry to do the choruses. So yeah, yeah. That, it's 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 by no means a perfect album. I'm not I'm not going to give it that. But it, it just everything about it, I was very much loving.
1: Interesting to see, since this album was recorded, since this album was released in 2004, the only personnel change was the bassist. Yeah, and that's and I think that again we we talk about this probably in, in most episodes is, is a, a good sign of a band with staying power as a band that just yep. st- sticks together for the large part for them, for themselves. And I was stunned, genuinely stunned to see not only that they've made albums into the early two thousands, but right up till like literally May 2021, they've got one that's... They've named an album that's due for release in 2022. Uh, mental. Like, the guy's clearly smashing it out and working their asses off to make this, uh, you know, a, a viable project. That's really good of them.
0: 12 albums, man. How many other bands do you know that have been around since 1997 and have done 12 albums and have largely been the same lineup since 2004, 2005? Like... This is what I mean. I don't think Caliban get enough credit. In fairness, I sort of did haven't had to drop off of them. I've not really stuck with their 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 newest albums. Definitely their their later stuff. The The Awakening we've sort of mentioned was a phenomenal album. Just
1: to while we're still talking about The Awakening, though, it was recorded on in America. It was meant to be released on Abacus Recordings. And they were they were merging with, they merged with Century Media, so there's clearly some ownership dispute. This was recorded in the beginning of 2007, and it got released in October in the states. So clearly, the 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 Awakenings release wasn't a a smooth one by the looks of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, potentially. It was delayed in the US, but it was it came out in May in Germany and the UK. Yeah. And I suppose to maybe touch back on the the Spotify thing, I'm assuming The Awakening isn't there because of some form of ownership dispute. Century Media have a history of not wanting stuff on Spotify. They've presumably ditched that and have got all their shit on Spotify. But why The Awakening isn't there is a fucking crime. Yes, no, I agree. But yeah, so, so so I came came into Caliban on The Opposite From Within. I thought Undying Darkness was a strange one. It was way more, I think I found it a lot flatter, like a lot less energy, a lot less sort of, you know, we were talking like how much Opposite From Within just, just, just goes, just, just riffs and, and everything. I thought mm-hmm. Undying Darkness was a bit of a, a slower album. Then of course they come back with the awakening. And then it's sort of say hello to Tragedy, I thought was cool. I Am Nemesis. This is where we start to this is where I start to lose them a little bit. I Am Nemesis, I remember just being fine. And then Ghost Empire. Ghost Empire to me was like an absolutely generic metalcore album. Mm. So to go from what I heard of the opposite from within, which just blew my mind and was something completely different, to then you know, two thousand ten years later, two thousand fourteen, and Ghost Empire. I was just a bit like, eh. meh, Maybe, maybe I've, maybe I've, I've ran my course with these guys.
1: Yeah, I've, I totally have. I, I, I think The Awakening was my last album with them. My tastes took a, a bit of a sharp left around two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So things things went in a different direction from then for me anyway. And I just never got back into them. And I mean century media must see value in them to keep them to literally even just on century media alone to just pump out that many albums. And it looks like they chart relatively well in Germany anyway. Yeah. You know, top top ten two top ten albums in the last ten years. Uh just in Germany alone.
0: I mean they've gone every so opposite from within wasn't their first album their first release was in 99 a small boy and a grey heaven yeah then they've got vent on life force 2001 shadow hearts I think was their first full length album 2003 on life force that's 2003 2004 opposite from within then 2006 2007 2009 2012 pretty you know these guys are averaging every two two and a half years pretty relentless full length album
1: yeah and this, and then like, then there's also there's the EPs and the splits. There was the Caliban EP in '98, Coverfield in 2011. Which
0: did you did you listen to no. that last time? No, I didn't. Coverfield has an absolutely brilliant version of "Sauna" Ramstein song. Oh
1: yeah, you mentioned that. I was meant to listen to it. Goodness. Yeah, and then you got the split programs, which is 2000 and 2005. So there's always been something that clearly just it's a hard working band by the by the by the looks of things
0: what was your so here I'm sitting here like this album's amazing it totally blows my mind every song's a jam blah blah blah, blah. What what's what's your sort of general opinion of Caliban like if you look at their, look at the Spotify there's not a lot of plays they're in the they're in the hundreds of thousands of plays which is fair but they're not they're not as, there's, there's very few million plays and stuff like that especially on the older stuff
1: I do find them to be a bit generic in places. I I don't have, I do enjoy listening to uh, the opposite from within. I did find myself getting to about maybe track five and feeling like this is getting a bit, a bit boring, a bit dull. And then one of my favorite tracks comes on and like, Oh good. And that brings me back up again. And then there's like another kind of, lull within it and it's not a lull that the tracks are bad by any means but they just seem to blend into one another a little bit and i i find that their albums afterwards probably had the same sort of feeling they'd have one or two really really standout tracks they wouldn't necessarily have any bad tracks like skippable moments easy to put on in the like at a party or on a walk or you know on the, on the bus whatever mm-hmm. but it when you when you're listening when you're actually listening to it it's a bit like all right all right we've got that riff again and then it's just trying to sort of weed it out and I, and I think it was just listening there again it's like I, I've, I've had it on for like five tracks and I'd, it'd become background sound and then a song comes on and it's like oh hold on a minute and it's like you, you know it's like a deer in a headlights you get you just a moment. It's like, there we go. So they've got some brilliant moments within relatively generic sounding. And I think that's kind of, maybe, maybe they just need to release maybe less. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Calm down. Calm down. Just release one or two uh, albums a decade. And you might find that the albums you release are absolutely always full of bangers. Um,
0: Not unfair to say. I do get what you're saying with, with this album sort of you 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 kind of can lose yourself a little bit after sort of five six tracks it, it it can the songs can bleed into each other i think i was i was definitely giving this album a bit more attention than i maybe normally would had i just decided to put it on and i'm hearing things in songs that i've maybe not heard in a few years before i haven't listened to this album in years but it was an absolute staple for me 2004 2005. And so you've you've got songs like sort of seven and eight, certainly. Uh, certainly Corpses Bleed Cold and My Little Secret sort of bring the tempo down a little bit. They're a little bit slower, they're a little bit they're less they're sort of, sort of they're 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 less all about the riff, they've got quieter moments and stuff like that.
1: My Little Secret is probably the one of the weakest moments for the second vocals as well. I don't I don't like his uh the when the clean vocals come in for the chorus right. and that and the guitar. It's like the song stops and changes tempo too. Too suddenly it doesn't blend well. Right, okay. uh, yeah. That's probably one of the weakest songs. Yeah.
0: Like. The, sorry. So the vocal line is here is my little secret. Yeah. Stand back or I will kill or something like that. Yeah. It's um, the clean vocals definitely took me the longest to get into. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a bit of a strange one. And I, I think I always wondered like why they so, So specifically, sang in English because I'm pretty sure Sona is the only song I've heard them sing in German. And maybe for a non English speaking band, you know, you want to sing in English because maybe you will appear to appeal to a bigger market. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I did. There are certain songs and certain pronunciations and certain vocal lines where I'm just kind of like, oh, are you guys pulling that off in English? Like, not to shit on their ability to speak a second language yeah like my my german doesn't exist just like any other language like i i, I can't speak shit i'm a, i'm a classic english speaker but <laughs> i i i did always wonder like maybe they could have mixed things up a little bit i think on some later albums there's one or two songs in german but
1: yeah and i must have i think looking at the latest album like it's called Zeit, zeitgeister and i think the track titles on it are
0: or more in German, much
1: more in German. So, if we look at like the previous album, it's got things like you know, this is war intoxicated, but then ich, ich blut für dich. <laughs> and oh, it, keep going. here's some other
0: ones, keep going, get that pronunciation. Uh,
1: tr- and then on Zeitgeist, it is all German looking words.
0: Maybe I should have listened to that album before mm. I made that statement, but certainly up until Ghost Empire, yeah, where I was listening to them. There, there wasn't a lot of German. Oh, you're right. A lot of songs in German.
1: Correct. Um,
0: I do have a f- funny story about one of the songs off of an Undying Darkness. Is, is, that,
1: is that I Rape Myself? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, such I a, was, such a was, cringe was, track name, I have to admit. Fucking A. And actually, it's the most listened to song <laughs> off of that album. <laughs> with it, two it's a decent plays. song, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, So, this is a funny thing, right? If you're a metal fan, if you're a metal listener, you have had a conversation with someone who doesn't listen to metal and it's along the lines of, that stuff's depressing, <laughs> oh you can't hear what the words are saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, especially when fucking Slipknot where we're all over the place fucking goats yeah, yeah. and you're just like, oh are you a sadist? You know, all that's just just that really small minded shit, right? Undying Darkness comes out. It's the first album since The Opposite From Within and I'm like, I'm going to fucking buy this. So, I'm at work. I'm working in retail and I make my way over to the local HMV and I buy The Undying Darkness. Get back to the shop I'm working in. It's like a sports shop and stuff like that. The manager, nice guy, doesn't listen to Mel. Right? Mm -hmm. And he's just like, oh, it's just, you know, can you even hear the words... I think we put it on. I think we actually put it on in the shop. It was a quiet day. It was a weekday. Yes. He was like, I want to hear this. And he was like, you know, all the shit I've just said. Can't hear the words. You know, this is the sort of stuff that makes you want to slit your wrists. Oh, yeah. You know, that we've all, we've all ha- had that yes. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh thing. Like, slit your wrists to this. And I'm like, nah, man, that's fucking cool and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, there's a song here called I Rape. I hadn't read the title. He's <laughs> like, there's a song here called I Rape Myself. I had no defence. Like, I just couldn't come back to it. I was just like... Yeah, you know, that, that sounds pretty dark, doesn't it? Yeah, I raped myself. What a riff, though. It's <laughs> a banger.
1: <laughs> I have to say, it's like it's one that I'm conscious of a- appears on my Spotify while I'm listening to it. Like, I must admit, some of the stuff that I probably do listen to on Spotify, if anyone's ever looking at the friend activity thing on the right-hand side, I don't think there'd be ever, ever any really... Questions raised, but if if someone saw like hmm, he's listening to I rape myself or I refuse to keep on living or <laughs> something like that it's it's yeah not the best uh track names out there no
0: yes, certainty corpses bleed cold, I just mentioned the name of that song, like diary of an addict, I sold myself, you know, definitely some some song titles there and like yeah like we all get it There's, it's an aggressive form of music so there are darker pieces you know the the, the content of the music in instances will be darker sure, blah, yeah. blah 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 we're not all singing about binge drinking and shagging at the weekend in the club and stuff like that do you know what I mean so that that was just a really funny point where like I, you know the guy essentially shut me up he just kind of like th- th- this is music you would slit your wrist to I rape myself. i like,
1: well Yeah,
0: that's a that's Yeah, no, fair yeah. enough. I get I get your point, Scott. Thanks very much. Cheers. There,
1: there's a link there's a line crossed there for sure.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: totally. It do, do, does make me laugh when I when it, whenever it comes on I always kind of go, Ugh. aye, that's that's an odd one.
0: So what is What's the song you would skip and what's the song you would probably skip to? Oh, that's a good question. Ooh. What song would you skip, and what song would you skip to? Uh, skip
1: "My Little Secret." There's that, the, and it's probably just for that middle chorusy bit. It changes tempo. That do 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 It, it just feels really jarring. It doesn't sound well written. That would that would be my push. But one I'd skip to, fucking nine times out of ten, Stigma. Woofed what a tune like it's just one it's probably the fastest song on the album Mm -hmm. and it just starts it just yeah yeah fucking starts there's no intro it's yeah it's that
0: it's that it's that punchy like sort of two-step just like that that you last week you were talking about punk on the Avenged sevenfold album that's stigmata is borderline a punk song yeah
1: that's got that core riff that core drumming just straight in it's got the alternate picking in and then it's all blast beats and the, 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 love it absolutely love it and it came on at the right time when i was listening to the album because like i said i was just feeling myself get a little bit sort of disconnected and feeling oh god i'm gonna have to i'm halfway through this album this is this is gonna become a bit of a slog i've i've had my fill here and then it comes in like, oh, no, there it is. And that got me right through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that would be one. And I think I mentioned it earlier there, Salvation. I would skip to that one as well. It's got a really unique sort of pacing and sound to it, which I think really
0: makes it stand out. They definitely try different things on the album. They're not all just straightforward sure. Uh just generic metalcore like you say there's there's definitely moments in, in songs that stand out and I think like I'm saying by 7 and 8 they're trying different things I think Diary of an Addict isn't track 11 isn't necessarily one of my favourite songs but I think when you consider the title Diary of an Addict the sort of the journey of the song makes a little bit more sense it starts off like really sort of atonal and fucking weird and then just sort of has this slower but heavier chunkier sort of Progression to it mm-hmm. that, for, for me, sort of breaks the the faster, heavier moments. But it's always heavy in sure. my mind.
1: So, what's yours then? What's your uh, what would you skip? What would you skip to tracks then?
0: i maybe maybe a hundred sons. Like I like the song, but by the end of the album, I'm maybe a bit done with it. I'm maybe a bit a bit tired of it. Like you, you maybe could have ended on "Dire of an Addict" with something. As something different and you you didn't need another sort of four minute metalcore banger. Mm. You you could have just, you you maybe could have left Hundred Sons for another album. But without a shadow of a doubt, the song I will always come back to on this album is track four, Stand Up. Okay. The one, like the Discord riff. The... Like blows me away. Every time, that is. I've I've even like stood in practice rooms trying to play that riff Mm. because you know I don't know what it is, but I'll just play open and then I'll play a discord and I'll just like try and try and get that riff. Like it's sort of my tower of snakes. Like it's just punches you in the gut and you thank it for it. (laughs) Brilliant.
1: Yeah, I am glad that that it was one that you brought to 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 listen to. Is like it's one that I've I've forgotten about and. Yeah. That's immensely sad. I think to to f- let a, an album like as good as this sort of just sit by the wayside. Is it one I'll put into rotation? Maybe Stigma, by the way, because fuck me, what a good song. But yeah, yeah. If if I am looking for that that dark, I, I think the difficulty that I, f- I find is that I kind of got into what bands like Behemoth uh, were doing in their more recent releases. And I feel like that's what Caliban was trying to do 20 years ago. And I feel like Behemoth do it better. Mm. It's sort of a mix of this blackened, blackened hardcore, blackened metal. It's not black metal, but it's blackened to an extent. And it certainly, they've got elements of it in this. Like you say that the blast beats in Stigmata and they've got, they're touching on bits but i feel that the the proper like black and deathcore stuff seems to be more appealing to me at this moment in my current headspace so you've got bands like lorna shaw fit for an autopsy slaughter slaughter prevail they're doing music they're doing deathcore today that the Just the recording quality of it is just incredible, and it—you know—if you—if you you had that same, the same musicians, the same musicianship, but twenty years ago, it would have sounded like ass. (laughs) But the fucking nail, but the whatever, whatever's improved in the recording studios, it makes it exceptionally
0: listenable today. What? What do you reckon of the production of this album? I like it. I don't dislike it. Yeah. There's one thing that stands out for me on this album. I think generally produced very well. I think it sounds great. Like it does have... It has, I said earlier, it has that gritty sort of sound to it. I don't think that's... I don't think that's by mistake. I don't think that's down to any sort of poor level of production mm-hmm. or mixing or mastering or, or, or whatever. I, th- I think there's there's a tone to this album that is, that is very intentional. Yeah. But there is one thing on this album that does... Did sort of make me laugh. It was borderline comical when, when sort of when, once I got it and I couldn't get past it. What was that then? The drum triggers. The bass kick, the the the, the, the bass drum on this album is kind of funny it's, because it's so prolific. It's there. It's, it's you can't miss it. The the drummer is incredible, and he is the the drummer on this album. Uh, who was the drummer on this album?
1: It would have been the original. It's the puppet gun. Groon G R U with the umlaut N. Grun.
0: Patrick Groon. No, it wasn't. It was Boris Pratchett. Was it? Yep.
1: Oh yeah. No, he was the. He was oh no, the wait! Racist. I'm looking
0: at the wrong one. I'm looking. At, I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, it was. You're right, Patrick Groon, the current drummer. Sorry, you're right. Drummer's amazing, right? Hands down, awesome, and the, the the kicks are are incredible, prolific. But fuck me, every every beat sounds the exact same. Yeah, and that's what it's supposed to do. If you had a drum, it's supposed to be supposed to be the exact same, right? Mm-hmm. But to the point where it's like, when it's this fast and you hear it repeated so quickly and 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 so perfect every time, like. I don't know, I, I suppose at this time in 2004, I was in a band our drummer had a trigger pad and triggers and he was using them and we sort of had a bit of experience in, in the recording with triggers and stuff like that so I it's maybe just a piece of music production that I'm aware of, but f- they, they, they very much stand out to me in this album
1: So the band that always stands out for me, that had this they had this overly overly produced drum sound is probably i don't know how to, how else mm-hmm. to describe it um was i'm sure it was with blood comes cleansing
0: who the fuck are they
1: um they were just like a deathcore band from like 2005 i'm sure it was them okay uh, they're the only one that's come to mind it's one of those bands that's got four words in the name but the the drums just sound like a machine gun yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not.
0: Yep. Doesn't sound right. <laughs> and with 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 all credit, I don't think the rest of the drums on this album sound particularly bad. I'm not even saying the the triggered bass kick sounds bad, but once I heard it, I couldn't get past it. And I did sort of, if if I focused too too long on them, I started, I started to laugh. I was like, Jesus, that is, what sample did they take that from? Yeah, they found, no, they found that just, one. It just recording. sounds like a drum
1: machine, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was definitely that was something that it was very easy to get wrong in the early two thousands. I think they've improved that massively in the studios
0: in the in the last oh, few years. I don't think you really get it anymore. Other than a sign of bad production, I don't think you really get it anymore.
1: Yeah, it's certainly something. That modern producers and mixers, I think, have have got this down. Because in saying that, the names associated with not just—I mean—they were associated with this album, but that were associated with it are big names in the business. You've yep. got, you know, if um, who is it that produced the opposite from within? Was it was it produced by or recorded by Anders?
0: Produced by Anders. And mixed by Anders Fridén from In Flames. Anders also went on to produce the next album, The Undying Darkness. And this album was mixed by Andy Sneap, who I had no idea who he was until looking into this album. And holy crap, that guy is prolific. Amazing. Prolific he is. Prolific.
1: Ever- we have definitely talked about him on the on this on the podcast before. I can't remember when he came up. But looking through his discography, he is associated with the mixing and mastering of so many albums that it's like he can't not come up. You know, he is his name is just associated with so many bands and so many albums. To to get him to do the work on, on this was is you know, real
0: credit to to them to show where what their level was at. Yeah, as just as a sort of point of reference, after this, he's credited for mastering and mixing on Ascendancy, Trivium, Soulfly, Bullet for My Valentine, Hand of Blood. They've done that EP. I mean, I'm not more, I'm not familiar with, with the music at all, but Annihilator, Megadeth, Unearth, Devil Driver. Meg- Megadeth again Demi Borgia Slayer Yeah Mix. You know All mixing Engineering And stuff like that So Yeah The the guy is Is about as metal As they come By the looks of things
1: I didn't know Anders Mr Mr Inflames singer Was a producer Yeah he's done loads Yeah As I've uh, Since found Have you got A list in front of you uh, It's not in front of me No <laughs> Sorry but I, I didn't realise how involved in, in the sound he was. I thought he was just, I just assumed he was a vocalist, but I mean, his Wikipedia page shows that he, you know, he does a lot of guest spots and things, but he actually then turns out did the mixing and engineering on my favourite In Flames album, Reroute to Remain.
0: He did Colony as well. Oh hang on wait. No. Yeah, yeah this is oh,
1: well. there's vocals. He's just he's just credit vocals on that. Yeah, someone needs to um, put put some work into Mr. Anders Anders Fridén's uh, Wikipedia page and break up these uh these credits because it's uh
0: it's a real difficult read when you're trying to do it on the fly. Well, I'm looking at Discogs. He did Come Clarity for In Flames and well, he's maybe not done as much production to be fair by the looks of things. According to this, Opeth, the um, I think we were talking about this before. Was it? Did they remaster Colony?
1: Oh man, that's an absolute travesty. They remastered Clayman. They remastered like six uh. tracks from Clayman. And shit, they. As much as Reroute to Remain is my favorite album, I would still say that Clayman is is In Flames' strongest album. I only say reroute to Remain because it's it's the one that I heard first and I enjoy it. But Clayman is the one where Inflames truly found their sound and they remastered it in twenty twenty for a twentieth anniversary. They did like six of the tracks. And fuck. I don't know what they did. They just put it through a blender and completely ruined it.
0: Well, I mean, seeing that I found a re-recorded version of the opposite from within the first song off of sorry the beloved and the hatred mm-hmm. a re-recorded version of the beloved and the hatred from 2015 from the opposite first track from opposite from within and it's mince. <laughs> it's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> mince. oh that um, shit the, the, the you know that you know that like crystal clear uh, guitar lead and the chorus the just, you know how that's like it sounds so like sharp and like I can almost feel the strings pinging on it they've just put some shit distortion over it and the guy's clean vocals sound worse oh it the... was really disappointing when I heard it I was like oh, "What? what is this what, what have they done yeah
1: yeah I wouldn't I'm not gonna go out
0: and look for that I've I've had my fill. Stick with the original, yeah. But then, so I think we mentioned it earlier. Adam D mixed the Awakening, and then the next album, "Say Hello to Tragedy," tragedy, and then just the, to, to tie off the Killswitch connection, Mike D. I think we spoke during that. Uh, we, we spoke during the Killswitch episode that Mike D had a a, a graphics company. Yes, did a lot of the uh, did a lot of the graphics and artwork for. Killswitch Switch Engage. he also did Undying Darkness. That's brilliant. And if you look at it, it screams Mike D. Let's have a wee reminder. Let's it's remind like a myself. stone angel with eyes and just... Sort of like someone took a brush in Photoshop and went stamp.
1: Oh yeah, and it's got an axe. It's like an angel with an axe. All right. That's what I'm saying. Like someone swinging an axe, but then the angel with the eyes. and Yes, it is exceptionally Mike D. It's very
0: 2004 Killswitch, isn't it? yeah I th- oh, did we not have this conversation did we not compare this to
1: the I com-
0: end uh, of heartache and the end of
1: heartache artwork i compared unfavorably to the 36 crazy fists artwork
0: yes because it was essentially a heart it's a heart with nails in it yep
1: but pretty much standard fare for the 2000, early 2000s metal isn't it
0: definitely how i felt in 2004 my, heart. My, heart. my nails I'm so nails, so... ah. uh oh, big time so have you ever seen Caliban? I've
1: not no I missed them live I believe they played with god forbid is that the one I can't remember. no I, there was a, a friend of mine at the time he he went to see it and I missed it did they not play studio 20 not studio 24 uh
0: the venue I am unaware of this. Alright, you look that up and I'll tell you how when I saw them, will I? Yes. Alright, I'll tell I'll tell you. So I saw them in october two thousand and no, october sixth, two thousand and seven. So I mentioned last week on the on the end of the, the 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 pod, I had an awakening tour pick. Oh nice. Did you find and, it? And no. <laughs> it might be in the loft. It might be in my gig bag in the loft. Because apparently that's where I keep my gig bag, but yeah, it was it was definitely this tour because I remember it being sponsored by Eastpac and it was called the Eastpac Antidote Tour. I did not realise who else was on this on this tour. I think I turned up, watched Caliban and left. Who else? Who did you miss? Who did you walk I away fucking from? Fucking kicking myself for at least one of these bands. Oh wow! Sonic Syndicate opened right. Then it was Caliban. Yeah. Then it was fucking Soil Work. And then it was Chimera. Oh wow. And I wish I'd stayed for Soil Work because I do quite enjoy soil work. I'm not I'm not uh too familiar with their work, but genuinely everything I've heard, I've dabbled in a couple of albums, like I do enjoy soil work.
1: So that was the East Pack Antidote Tour of two thousand and seven.
0: Yes. Yeah. That
1: one I've, I've I've pulled that one up. So that was uh, they played the Garage October sixth, two thousand and seven.
0: Yeah, I caught uh, we. I was there with with a then friend. We caught Dennis, the guitar, the clean vocal guitarist, in the hall, and I was just like, "Hey man, I fucking love your band. Like your band's amazing, dude." I had no idea what I was saying to him. Like, and I, I think that it adds more weight to why they did. Either they just had no idea what I was saying to him because I was an overhyped Scottish kid, like jumping him in the hall to be like, "Hey man, I have a good gig in that." Like, and he either didn't care, but he just didn't really. Look like he knew what I was saying and I suppose that's why I'm like how is your English like are you just <laughs> singing the words or do you actually understand what you're singing
1: uh, that could be it, I'm just looking through it now, I'm trying to find a, it's really difficult on settlers out to find support acts because I, I found the gig but then you have to find the gig again but by looking at the venue on a specific day, I date. I've
0: seen them? I've I know now that I consider it, I might have seen them twice and they might have been a support act for someone else but this is definitely the gig I remember, and there's actually a video on YouTube, like a 51 second video, of this gig apparently in Glasgow Garage, Caliban, 6 October 2007. It is inaudible. Yeah. It like will if be. you can imagine <laughs> camera phones at the time, like it is, the, this person was at the very front of this this gig, and it is just noise. Yeah. I'll Absolutely be. indiscernible. You cannot make out a goddamn thing that's going on. But. Good effort, man. Good, good effort for uploading that fifty-one seconds of video.
1: I'm, um, I'm, I'm close. I feel like I'm, I'm getting close to and finding out who head. the support acts were on on this one, because I know, like I say, some, someone I know went and,
0: FYI, the Awakening again back to that album because it is really, really good. Is on YouTube. You can just stream the full album on YouTube uh, if you're one of those poor people that pays for YouTube Red.
1: Oh, do you have to have YouTube Red to stream it?
0: Sorry, no, that was misleading. You don't have to have YouTube Red, but you would then obviously not have... You know, if you closed the app, it would still play.
1: Fucking hell. So in March 2005, they played the Glasgow Garage. You. They were in support of Crowbar. Who the hell are Crowbar? And Hatebreed. Oh, yeah. I was going to I'm say Crowbar sounded IP. like Hatebreed
0: and then hate breed with a headliner <laughs> <up. laughs> no I'm not familiar with Crowbar I don't know who they are uh, just the Godcore band great
1: yeah so that's... I mean
0: I say like here I'm sitting here like why didn't more people like Caliban like I don't fucking know half the bands you've been talking about tonight
1: <laughs> man you'd probably if you like Caliban you will definitely like Heaven Shall Burn they were you know again another respectable band I think I am familiar with those guys let's see now they played February 2007 let's see where we're at with this How many years have I got to skip through for fucking 2007? We're close,
0: we're close. All right, let's fill fill the gap. So on... There's a guest vocalist on... Fucking there it is. Go for it.
1: So they did the Darkness Over Europe tour of 2007, which was the first half of 2007 they played The Garage with All Shall Perish and Bleeding Through.
0: So... Very metalcore. Very metalcore.
1: So they, they were touring with the right with the right bands, clearly, coming over to the UK. They've been over to the UK quite a bit, but they've not been over since
0: 2014.
1: Really? Yeah. According to Setlist FM, anyway, so
0: it's not exactly that. That is interesting. Well, funnily enough, the uh, there only are Wikipedia pages for Undying Darkness, The Awakening, Say Hello to Tragedy, I Am Nemesis and Ghost Empire. Before and after that, there the, 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 there's nothing. And I would expect, at the very least, the the band themselves would be maybe would be maybe doing that. But maybe they're not. I d I don't know. But there's a a guest vocalist on Ghost Empire. And I suppose this sort of Well, I don't know, this this is a weird this is a weird time for me to be thinking about that because I was totally back into Trivium at this point. But Matt Heafy. Matt Heafy's on Ghost Empire.
1: Ah right. They did play but, the venue in Edinburgh. Sorry, I've just got to that page. Oh. They played the great. venue in Edinburgh in two thousand four. To November November right you know, ask that question now
0: <laughs> it's just, yeah so from what I can remember from that song Falling Downwards with Hefe with
1: Hefe as well
0: it's wow. very much it sounds like it was recorded in two different places and it would have been you know they would have been in Europe recording the, or they might have been in Europe recording the album does it tell me where they recorded it? no so they you know let's presume they were in Europe recording this and you know Hefe's probably just Got his set up at home, done the vocals, sent it on. There you go, guys. There's my guest spot. I'll take my fee. Thanks very much. Yeah. Can you tell I've sort of fallen out by like Matt Heafy? But well, just because of you? He's become a, an edgy streamlord. Not even edgy, he's just a fucking streamlord now. That's good. Good,
1: good on him eh? good fame. well I was right so after all of this searching I was fucking right they supported God Forbid at
0: the venue in Edinburgh in 2004 oh God Forbid you should actually find that article there we go
1: <laughs> I did the, I did the research and it was God Forbid Edinburgh the venue and I didn't go to it anyway <laughs> that was
0: a grand old waste of time but Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. going to be honest good. I can't remember who God Forbid are
1: I'll be bringing them up soon I'll be bringing them up soon. They 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 were a very, um, very proficient metalcore band. I'll have to, I'll struggle to pick which album to listen to, but I'll definitely yeah be, be adding them onto the uh, the roster.
0: As much as I love new metal, and you know Killswitch, it totally introduced me to new metal and, and and very much changed my musical direction and stuff like that. I didn't listen to certain big new metal bands. I think we've already mentioned them tonight. I didn't give a fuck about Lamb of God. Like I, I I knew people who were absolutely crazy over Lamb of God and thought they were the best thing ever, and I was like, these guys are absolutely bog standard. Wow, bold, but yeah, okay. You're just likely. didn't just didn't care. Like I had enough exposure to them to to to, to give them a shot and either like them or dislike them, and I just nothing them. i was like, oh, Lamb of God are alright. They're not really my thing, but cool.
1: I mean, we can. There's going to be a few that I might bring up. You've mentioned one of them as well. I'll, I definitely want to bring Chimera up in a few episodes. All right. There was a really good metal band again, uh, another Roadrunner band, uh, and I think they had they had a really good sound. And they still they they're still making songs as well. At least that I've, I've listened so
0: to. So do you think we've now moved out of our new metal phase and we are firmly in the era of metalcore? Oh yeah. Oh Great. yeah.
1: As much as yeah, my I am I think I referred to Wake in the Fallen as like ground zero for metalcore and I did completely forget about killswitch engage in that sentence. I didn't think of I didn't know what metalcore was when I heard killswitch engage.
0: Was it was it Wake in the Fallen or Awaken the Fallen? Um
1: Awake no, in waking.
0: the Fallen, Waken Wake Waking it's waking,
1: it's waking with an ing. No, it's not it's wake in past tense it's not it's waking waking the fallen
0: god damn it
1: yeah so anyway that that was the first time i heard something that was like i don't know that that just had all the ingredients in one place <laughs> kill switch when i first heard kill switch i didn't know what metal core was i didn't know what hardcore was i just knew that i liked it
0: yeah, no, fair, absolutely fair. Because you, you don't, like as as these genres are developing and, and the sounds are coming out and more bands are sounding like them, etc. cetera, you, you don't know what metalcore is. You you don't know what you're listening to until it's an established thing. And people are like, oh yeah, that's, that, that's what that is.
1: Yeah. So definitely Caliban are, are a good band. They were, a, it was a good listen. It was nice to reflect back on it. And I think it's set us up nicely for the journey that we're about to go through reliving
0: being an 18 year old i cannot wait yep i'm pretty sure i once said to a friend of mine i want to start a band that sounds like caliban but the vocals are in latin (laughs) what a fucking wanker (laughs) who are you i don't even know oh my god I absolutely said that to a friend. Like, did you what? say
1: it seriously? And did they stay friends? Yeah, with you? I
0: was like, because I was like, I think I was speaking to that guy because he was a vocalist, and I'm like, him, hey, you would be great at that. How do you feel about singing in Latin? In Latin, and he was like, <laughs> what an absolute fist! <laughs> like he was for
1: dozen feet
0: I think it was up for it I think it was up oh for my it but god. I, you know I had no I had no musical input to that Bloody whatsoever that. so I was just uh, I just had this theory I was like oh we could we, if, we, if we were heavy like Caliban dark and heavy like Caliban but it was in Latin like think of that oh my god even think about it now man really. there's a band that I listen to
1: at the moment uh, the real Bathushka and they sing the Babushka the real Babushka Bathushka the real Bathushka and they well, sing in, um, like Eastern Orthodox, oh, um, amazing. chants. I love it.
0: Absolutely, you'd love him.
1: I'll find, I'll find someone. I'll ping some over to you. He's an anonymous. It's an anonymous like artist. I mean, people know him.
0: We just need some, like, I think we just need some throat singing, maybe. Let's sing. let sing like Lamb of God, but with throat singing, oh my God, like monks. It.
1: Monk. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna get some Gregorian chant in There we go. Who bloody knows what's gonna happen? There we go. Anyway, are we done with Caliban?
1: Yeah, man. I've 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 said what I need to say. Do you want? Uh,
0: Good times. You got anything more that you want to add? It was really really fun revisiting this album. I'm gutted the Awakening isn't on streaming. I don't think I need to go very far with some of the other stuff, but. This this was definitely a, an enjoyable one to go back to, and I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad for for the most part. It, it seems like you liked it too.
1: Yeah, I did. I definitely did. Next week.
0: Oh yeah, your turn. Well,
1: due to yeah. events of this is going to date this episode a tiny bit and show you how far how far in advance we're recording at the moment.
0: But we're trying to do ourselves a favor.
1: This this week.
0: All oh, right, yeah, see where we're going with this.
1: One, one of our, I'll, I'll fucking say it. Our favorite band has acrimoniously dropped bits.
0: Oh, s- s- so spectacularly imploded and publicly.
1: <laughs> so, what we're gonna do is we're gonna remember the good times, and we're just gonna talk about fucking every time I die for an hour and a bit. Fucking
0: yes, the
1: boys, R.I.P. Oh man. And I still don't know how I feel about it. Like I still don't know how I feel about it. We're gonna have a special guest on for it. We're gonna be talking about just fucking every time I die, I'm not gonna name a single album. We're just gonna talk about their influences on us, what impact they've left on us, and just how brilliant it was to exist in the same time that they did.
0: We're just gonna have a right greet. Yeah. We're just gonna get proper sad. There might even just be like a couple of beers, you know, pouring one out for the boys, I'll get my carpet all soggy. And we'll just have a proper fucking weep. Oh, I'm fucking out devastated. Man. I was of one of the best bands.
1: Better see them on
0: February first. I was so I was so in between getting tickets, and it's not like I'm glad I didn't. You know what I mean? Like, make, it wouldn't devastated. make a difference. You'd get your money back, but I know. But like at the same time, like oh, fucking hell, it's just it's a proper shitter. Absolute shitter is the right word for it. All right. So,
1: yeah, we're going to talk about Every Time I Die next week.
0: Great. Love that band. Can't wait. I loved that band. I love that band. Anyway, (laughs) Keith,
1: do you want to take us home?
0: I was afraid you were going to say that because I I can't remember the the sign off. Thanks, (laughs) because <laughs> I've not done it in about three months <laughs> thanks everyone for listening this has been Alive or Just blathering. if you want to shoot over to our socials like I said at the beginning uh, Alive at AOGB pod give us a shout tell us what you thought about the opposite from within, maybe even give us a recommendation if if if, if you've been sitting there thinking I really want them to cover Caliban and, and you and your friend were, we're total Caliban heads then chuck us over and, and see, see what they think, and yeah, next week on a live or just blethering, LAV and I will cry ourselves through every time I die. You
1: got me right where you wanted me. So what do we do?
0: Can't wait. I've just got I've just got a map change in my head
1: now. Uh, oh, it's gonna be a hard good night. night. Good night. <laughs>